Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Nerd Talk, Nerd Talk, talking about Nerd Talk, yeah! Hi there, welcome to Nerd Talk Plus, our weekly deeper dive into the stories that make this world nerdier. If anyone's seen Brandon, tell him we miss him. <laughs> He's usually our co-host today, but once again, pinch-hitting, stepping into the role is Kanan. Hi. Hey. Glad Neither. to be here. Oh, good. Good to have you back. Not that I want Brandon to stay away. I mean, I like Brandon myself. Yeah, yeah. We, we all used to work together at one point, which is nice. Yeah. Now, we, neither of us is a scientist, engineer, or supervillain yet, but if you are, let us know what we get right or perhaps wrong. More of the right stuff, though, okay? Thank you. We ask that you tell a friend or share it or just holler at us with your answer to this week's question of the week. If you could choose one cable to power all the devices... Which would you choose? That's such a good question. <laughs> I, I, oh, that's that's a struggle in my house. The yeah. cables, like you, do you you were saying you have a corner in your house where it's just a cable monster. They've all they've become buckets, like uh, you know, like the little storage buckets that you put on a shelf. I've yeah. got like seventy one of those that are all filled with different cables everywhere. And then the devices are just all hanging out there at yeah. different times of the day. And we had that. We oh had no! That. I'm just talking about ones that don't get used. Oh, I just have buckets full of cables that are unused that are just taking up space and dust. Let alone the next to our couch, we have like a little end table, and then we have a power strip plugged into it. And then yeah, 17 different things that do it for the laptop and for the batteries for the camera and for the phone and then for the other type of phone. It's just everything. It's horrible. And we we had that too. And so so I thought I was going to solve the problem because my wife. Complains about it nonstop, the cable monster in the corner. <laughs> and then I got one of those charging stations, which I thought, this is nice and neat. It's a charging station. So then I had all our phones and uh, and Kindles and iPad, everything in the charging station. But that thing looks horrible. Like, it's got all these wires sticking out of it. And it, it eliminates all the little bricks yeah. that are plugged in. But uh, then it's got it's got all these wires hanging out of it, and it still looks like this. It kind of looks like a uh, like a robot or like, like a, a like a robo spider, right? Like or, you ever see the Matrix? Those like things that the squid things that swim after them to go get them. They're like robots with long legs hanging yes. down, and tentacles all over it. That's like what it feels like to me. Yeah, or like the the droid repair shop in Star Wars where <laughs> they've got all that. Like it looks like a droid in the corner. <laughs> and so my wife saw this thing, which was genius. It was it is a kind of like our mail slots in the mail room where you just put um, you know mail and it's like a rectangular slot yeah. uh, and so um, I actually built one of these because I haven't seen them available anywhere where it's just a small mail slot thing with like seven slots and then the cable the, the elect 
electronics is in the back. And so the cables come out into the slot. Mm. And so what you do is you pull a cable out, plug your thing in, stick it into the slot. So you don't see the cables anymore. So now it's just like a, a stack of mail slots. Oh, she corner. must be so happy. Yeah, that thing works great. In my house, we can't manage anything. I mean, the, dis- the disaster of a mess that like we were already kind of messy people. And then we added a toddler to the mix. And right. it was like, well, just maybe in a few years, we'll get it together and be able to store things again. But like, there's just a mess of cables over here and books over there and toys over here and mail over there. There's no mail slots in our house. There's a <laughs> mail island in the middle of our Area. kitchen. So yeah, someday, come on, someday. It's a disaster. Yeah. Okay, so uh, let's uh, let's kick this thing off here. Don't forget, be thinking about yourself, Kanan. What is the cable that you would go to for all devices if you could? I, I I'll tell you why coming up here later on the show. This is crazy to me, and I love it and hate it and am terrified. This could also be why we're all after everything later in the show. But how far away are we from extending life by transferring our brains? You'd think that that's like a science fiction thing. Elon Musk is working on Neuralink to be able to like interface with your brain for people with like disabilities or whatever. But Samsung Electronics... Boy, this is, I'm paraphrasing their um, press release that they did. You can find it at Samsung.com. They shared a new insight that takes the world a step closer to realizing neuromorphic chips that can better mimic the brain. And I was like, oh, cool, that's like a step in the right direction. They go on to say you can effectively sum up the project, the essence of the project, with two words, copy and paste. That's not like a step towards us replicating ourselves. That's like full on like copy paste. That is taking a copy and creating another version of it. To me, that's very scary. It's so huge. Yeah, that's that's so amazing. And it makes me think of it makes me think of the question. So if you could copy and paste anybody's brain into yours, (laughs) who would you who would you want? And do they have to be living? uh, No, anybody. Oh, uh, Albert Einstein, for sure. Oh, yeah. I want to understand. I just read this book. um, And by read, I mean listen to it, an audio book as I'm driving or cleaning the house, sort of. Uh, We've established that I don't do that very well either. But uh, I was listening to this book. It's called Project Hail Mary. And it's about humans are doomed. We're sending a team of astronauts to another star because we think we can solve the problem there and undoom the humans. Um and how far are you? What, did they do it? Or you're not there? I'm not going to spoil it because I'll let oh. people read it themselves. That's yeah. just the s- synopsis of it. But yeah. they're talking about relative space travel time-wise to Earth. And I'm like, I don't understand the first freaking thing about that. Because as you approach light speed, you stay the same time, closer to the same time as the light traveling. But humans back on Earth are... Their life is progressing They're much aging. faster, yeah. and I don't understand how that works at all. And there's probably math that makes it understandable, but I don't got that brain. Yeah. So yeah, if I could go ahead and copy paste Einstein. Einstein, do some relativity stuff, or read a book, probably would be the actual answer. That's where I would go for. I'm just worried that they'll include a cut option, <laughs> and then you'll just end up with a bunch of like drone humans that have had, now had their active memories been effectively digitally lobotomized. Yeah. Where you like copy and paste someone to a chip and you just leave the interesting parts behind. Leave the body wandering around yeah. a, <laughs> in a target somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> like, or like you install that chip into a robot and it knows how to do the functional human stuff, but it doesn't have the like, I'm going to beat that person up mentality of it. Or, yeah. Yeah. We'll take care of Kanan and his 
taking too long of a break by taking his personality out and dialing in how long of a break he gets, and he'll be a robot about it. That's the- work like crazy. I don't know. I th- I think if I can copy anybody's brand, my first thought went to like all the millions of people that are in like uh, uh, nursing homes. You know, people who have led, led these amazing oh, yeah. lives and and have all this stuff to give. Uh, to share. And then I thought, how amazing would it be to copy and paste a baby's brain, just a newborn baby into your brain? Just see the world through those eyes. I don't know. I think that'd be amazing. As somebody who is currently watching the brain transition from that, like pre, like my boy is four. And so he's in this mode where he's very self centered because he doesn't understand perspective at all. And to like be able to experience that innocence, that purity of mind where you take in details, act upon them, and then leave it or take it. Like, like it's just so temporary. It's so zen. Yes. I agree with you that in to be able moment. to get a that wonder of childhood back would be. It's like something that, like, as a broadcaster and general weirdo my whole life, it's something that I've always tried to hold on to also inadvertently, but just through my behavior. Like there was a time where liking dinosaurs wasn't cool, and then the internet blew up, and like liking anything retro was from your youth became cool again, right? And I was like, oh, I've always, I've, I've never stopped liking the stuff when I was a kid. I just stopped being embarrassed about it. Right. <laughs> I, was, I was practicing karate in my um, living room yesterday, and one of the, um, one of our friends across the street could see in our window and text me to be like, "Sweet moves, dude." And I was like, <laughs> at first you're like, "Oh my god, this is how embarrassing." I'm like, "No, never mind. It's not embarrassing. I'm fine." So yeah, to have that childhood wonder back. Yeah, just to be able to see and have that temporary brain where you don't say stay embarrassed about anything if you do something embarrassing or, yeah. or and you find everything amazing. God, I wish, so dude. Cool. That would be so. That's a great, great point because. Having all that knowledge, being able to acquire it again would be pretty cool. Or like, you know, people like live lives of being like, if I could do it again, I would. What yeah. if you could? What if you could copy it? Now, do you have enough room in your brain to be able to add a second person's data to it? Or would you have to give something up? Like, I no longer am continent, but I also can re-experience right. life coming know. back. Like, so. Don't we don't we use only something like five percent of our brain? I, I read How do that I know that? We, uh, yeah, that's a good question. I, I know that. Know. I, I like it's like ten percent of your brain is like someone who's really firing. Yeah, and so if you could get to twenty percent, you would be like the you could become the best or most evil person on the planet. But right, or wouldn't you want to use the other you know ninety percent anyway because it's just not. You know, not good stuff. It's not a good neighborhood. Or something like, <laughs> what, what is it? You know, do you want to stay out of that area? I don't know. I find the ocean very odd, very um, very strange. I read last week that we don't know how eels reproduce. Mm. I I just assume that they reproduce like other animals. There's like some right. egg and sperm, and boom, you got more eels or whatever. But I was maybe I'm totally. I don't do drugs or anything, so it's not like I was too stoned to like read it properly, but I also mess up details a lot. But if that's the case, like that we don't even understand eels, like we don't understand how cats purr, you know, like they don't they don't know that function and how that happens. They just do that. They don't know how. Maybe how since it works. I learned that fact ten years ago, they have discovered it. But I feel like that would be like a someone's devoted their life to figuring it out. <laughs> oh but God. now someone needs to figure out how the eels. Get it on. So I didn't know that we have no idea how to tell the age of a lobster. I just yeah. assumed that we could just like just know that. They say that one way to gauge it is that you can judge it by size a little bit, but that they can grow rapidly in different different lobsters. Like humans can be different sizes, and that's not really an accurate, like a scientifically accurate. I thought I turned the damn fan <laughs> off. This is. 
Okay. It's like, it's like doing a podcast in a subway tunnel. Yeah, it's like, uh, wait, next stop, Albany. <laughs> That's not an actual subway stop, but my wife is going to be very upset with me for saying that. Um, so don't they not know how to use, uh, how to age turtles also? Don't we not know how old turtles live? I had no idea. Yeah, I think turtles are also in that category. And I think, I think what that means is anything that we can't age, I think that means that we better start growing shells and claws because that's the only thing that survive, that's going to survive the apocalypse. Like, You're going to need that exoskeleton. <laughs> yeah, like start working on it. We, we got rid of the tail, but we're behind on the claws. I want the tail back, man. That's yeah. like the balance that we could get from it. And the, I think it would be a huge... Uh, the wearing pants and car doors, those are obviously problems, but like... Yeah. How elevators. would a car seat change? Yeah. Elevators. How would a car seat change if we had a tail? Would you just like wrap it behind you? Is it, that... Yeah, I don't know. That'd be a challenge to have a tail, but it would be super cool. Imagine what you could do. Imagine we'd be, we'd be way faster because you could like lean more into stuff because you'd have the counterweight. I wonder if we'd have worse backs. Maybe, maybe, or maybe that would solve our back problems. <laughs> Is adding a little counterweight there? You don't see like you know a leopard going into you know a physical therapist. <laughs> if you did though, that would be. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. <laughs> also, I, I want to meet that physical therapist also. <laughs> Come on the show. We want to talk to you so bad. Right. They think that some of these lobsters can live to be 100 years old. I saw that a lady in the UK just made it to her 108th birthday and only became one in 50 people to be that age. Or she became the top 50 oldest people in the UK. Wow. The UK has 50 people that are 108 plus. That's that's crazy. But the fact that a lobster could do it, it makes me feel really guilty for people eating lobsters. Because if you're pecking like a seven-year-old lobster out of there and eating it, it could have lived for another 95 years. That's I like, know. Imagine. And lobster used to be, like they it, years ago, lobster was considered uh, really um, cheap food. Like it was, they, they used, I, I read somewhere that they used to, they used to clear them off a beach and give them to the uh, uh, orphanages because they were, you know, considered just garbage cheap, food. dirty garbage Because it's food. like yeah. eating Pepto-Bismol and rubber bands combined into one food and people right. like love it. Oh, you're going to Maine? Oh, you have to get a lobster roll. You have to get a, you have to get a lobster roll. You're going to Maine? Get a lobster roll and some Dunkin'. Oh, get a lobster roll, lobster roll, lobster roll. I got a lobster roll. I was like, this is, I spent $20 on a rubber band and a bun. This is disgusting. You people are the worst. <laughs> Look at that $20 back. I could have bought another magnet or something instead. More Dunkin' Donuts. Okay. I think lobster is just the garbage of the sea. I really? mean, sea cockroaches, as far as I'm concerned. And people are like, hmm, can't wait to dig in. It's just something to hold the butter. I mean, <laughs> yes. like, you're dunking it in butter. That's a fair point. Uh, I have a very, uh, people do tend to not agree with me on my lobster takes. I'm like, you yeah. spent so much money on this. Uh, sushi was the same way. That you would have a ball of, and um, now I'm no expert on Japan, but I guess the backstory is you'd have a ball of rice, which is really cheap, and then you'd have the, the kind of the gross scraps of fish that you would put on there for a little bit of protein. And so the the fishermen or whatever, the the people that were the real blue-collar people, that's how they would survive, is that rice and a little bit of fish. And then we turned it into this thing where you get a little bit of fish and rice, and you're like, wow, what a delicacy. This is so amazing. Let's go to sushi. I'd love giving you $50. It's like... um. That's so funny, isn't it? How we, I never thought about that. And but it's like yeah. how if you used to be fat, you were successful, and now we like shame people for it. Like these, like, uh, used to be yeah. like, wow, you can be, you can afford to be that big. That's amazing. And now it's like the opposite of that. That's uh, so weird. Now, um, bad news for Tom Cruise. 
he was going to be the first. He was getting a team together to be the first to film a movie in space. Some sort of collaboration between some rocket company and NASA renting out one of the modules. He could go up and film something there, like the next Mission Impossible or something like that. Well, Russia, the Roscosmos, has beat the NASA and Tom Cruise camp to it. They're sending actors and backup actors to the ISS to film aboard the Russian module of the station, which can't be big. If you're going to film a movie in like a small space, do they have to like beg NASA to let them do it? Or are they going to try and not involve NASA just to show them how cool Roscosmos is or whatever? That, going- that, that seems like such a bad idea to me. This goes back to what we were talking about last time <laughs> about civilians in space. Like, it's, it just it seems like, wouldn't it be easy? I don't know. Uh, maybe, you know. Uh, uh, They're so film. practical. It's amazing. <laughs> it just seems like would I mean, yeah. There's the sensational aspect. Of course, people are going to go want want to go see it. But what, isn't it so much easier to simulate space than it is to actually do it in space? Like yeah. to actually film it. I, I can't. I can't imagine how much more difficult it'll be to make that movie and more costly. Maybe I'm just so practical. Like it's nothing about being practical, right? I'm, I'm totally off base on this. Russia's just got all their problems solved, so now they're just going to start shooting space films. Right. <laughs> Out in space. Like I it's got to be easier to do it on Earth. Yeah. With CGI or with, in like a um in one of those parabolic planes where you like fly up and then when they drop down like you get simulated zero g for a while and then you right. fly back up and you have you know 90 seconds to shoot your scene or whatever then you do it again and again oh yeah i um i guess they're gonna tell a story of a doctor being rushed to orbit to save a cosmonaut which is a cool premise i guess that like there's rather than sending the cosmonaut down from maybe i don't know what would prevent you from getting the cosmonaut back to earth in yeah, time yeah because they always have like the escape things or maybe the escape things go haywire i guess i'm writing a movie as we go but right yeah anyway i i will at least watch it to tease it if nothing else yeah yeah i mean i guess i suppose i would watch it but yeah i would think it would look better if it was simulated rather than real how many hours of filming do you have to do to get a 90 minute movie yeah how many takes do you get and like is it like i honestly don't know is it 10 hours of shots whittled down and no, it's got to be way more than ten hours to make a film. They must shoot for fifty hours and then whittle it down to ninety minutes. Oh, it, they must be. It, it takes it and be. yeah, just at least ten times. The, yeah, imagine going on a field trip. And what if you don't get the shot that you wanted? You're like, oh, shoot, got to make it work. Like, <laughs> damn it, Boris. He's just floating by with his tang in the background. Like, ah, <laughs> dang it, the light was wrong. Imagine going on a field trip as a kid. I mean, I can remember the things that we did. We went to the zoo and to like the state capitol and just... fast food restaurant. What really? we went to? Yeah, the kitchen of a fast food restaurant. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's like again very practical. I think. Yeah, very practical. <laughs> I think we're learning. You're a not lot going about anywhere. You. <laughs> you might wind up working here. <laughs> really, it's only just a lateral move from radio. So, right. <laughs> you have management opportunities there. That's nice. Uh, A group of students in New Zealand went on a field trip, and in the process, they made a scientific discovery. Researchers believe that these kids uncovered a previously unknown species of giant penguin. And when I hear that, I have this, like, um, I'll make a reference, we'll see if you know it or not. I've always, my whole life, been obsessed with mismatching proportions i think that super mario when he's in the big world where everything is twice the size and you see a goomba go walking by that's as tall as mario it's like 
that is the best to me. I love when stuff like that happens. So like giant anything or tiny honey, I shrunk the kids. Amazing. A pot bellied elephant. Hilarious. These things are, I'm really into it. So when I hear giant penguin, I'm thinking like eight stories tall, like massive, massive. Did they say how big it was? They did. It's uh, I think it was between like three and four meters tall, which is about as you know, that's like, huge. That's like as tall as your bedroom or whatever. Typically, the room that we're in is you four know three meters, meters tall. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this is three meters. Yeah. That imagine if a oh, penguin... it's probably more than that. This one's probably ten foot ceiling, so it's probably yeah. Well, between three and four. That's crazy. A penguin that big, and it it just amazes me. Like maybe that's the secret sauce. Like it amazes me that penguins are even in existence at all. Like you know, did you watch that you know uh, documentary about penguins? You know, and in the. In on the ice, protecting their one egg from from destruction, and, and they and mate, they like, huddle together, and they mate, and it just seems impossible that they even last more than a generation. And then we find out there's this giant one. Maybe that's the secret sauce. Maybe maybe you'd have to be a giant penguin to survive. But, but evidently, <laughs> they evidently they did, and they're probably going to outlast us. So. No, no, so no, no. Excuse me. It's a discovery of a deceased these are uh fossilized oh right they made right. a fossilized okay. discovery so yes so the little ones are the ones that survived the big ones probably i would imagine ran out of food sources or needed more to stay afloat Maybe. i just think about it like the relationship to dinosaurs basically being birds we think at this point and right. so like it already has those tiny little flipper arms is this like the frozen t-rex that's like <laughs> sliding around in the ice on its belly like giant huge teeth and like menacing but of the ice i would love to see one of those that's I amazing if anyone could draw that for me, that would be really good. Yes, and a, and a man next to it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I just want it for scale, please. It would be yeah. very helpful if you could do that. That's so. amazing. Yeah, I just I want it to be black and white and everything, tuxedoed and like very yeah. fancy looking. But uh, I think penguins can be kind of mean too, right? I don't. Yeah, I think you don't want to mess with most penguins. I think that anything that lives in the wild, you probably don't want to mess with because it can be pretty mean because they have to defend themselves. Right. It's like koalas. Aren't koalas? I mean, I know you you have a story about koalas here today. They're pretty ornery, though, right? Aren't they supposed to be the meanest bear alive? Marsupial. And they look so, oh, they look so cute. You just (laughs) want to cuddle with them. I think it's just because they're constantly high. Is that like why they're not meaner is like that you keep them on the eucalyptus and they're like oh. dude but it's, if you took that away they'll like eat your face oh yeah maybe <laughs> and uh what are the other ones the um kangaroos also super mean really yeah they have like, you ever seen an angry kangaroo i've never encountered an angry kangaroo no what's the other one too there's like the smaller ones or they have a different name uh kangaroo um that's another marsupial of the same ilk whatever it doesn't yeah. matter um yeah they'll uh they'll do the They'll stand on their tail, Bo- box you, and they'll but they'll box you with their feet, and it's like getting oh. kicked by a horse. Wow! Only much more agile. Like they uh, they hop around and they rock back under that tail that we wish we had, and boom! That would be weird to see a kangaroo. I just can't imagine that. I it just yeah, I've seen them in children's books, and I always point them out. Oh, there's the kangaroo. As if I know. As if I even you know. I only know the outline of a kangaroo. I've definitely seen one. Does the what the park zoo have them? Oh, maybe they do. They do have them. I think. What are the other ones called? Hold on, this calls for a Google. We got a wallaby. Yeah, wait. But that's no smaller kangaroo. <laughs> Science works, right? A wallaby. Yeah, hey, oh. you nailed it. I think they have wallabies at the um, Woodland Park Zoo because they're the oh. little ones. Someone from the Woodland Park Zoo, call in. We want we want to know what the, what that is. <laughs> call us. Send us email. How did we get here? This is amazing. We're talking about mean 
mean kangaroos. Any other animals that are mean? I don't know. I haven't encountered a lot of mean animals. I, I mean, you deal with wild. You live out on an island. There's like stuff that's like There's stealing your chickens. Coyotes and, and I haven't encountered a lot. We have a lot of snakes, but they, they mind their own business. Are they bitey snakes or uh, are they? No, I think, no. I think they're like I grew up in the desert. garden snakes. Yeah, okay. So I grew up in the desert where like the snakes rattle at you and then try and bite. Dude! This is totally off subject, but um, we went back to Albuquerque, where I'm from, for a long weekend for some uh, family stuff, and we stayed out at this like really nice hotel lot way off in the distance. And we're in the pool hanging out. It's a big pool. It's summertime. It's very hot, you know. Just and it's New Mexico, where it's like 95 degrees and that, that really pure sunshine that really cooks you without any of the without any of the clouds in the way or anything that we have around here. And um, there's a commotion all of a sudden off to the side from us, where all the the chairs are that people are like the, the lawn chairs that people are lying out on and stuff. And there's a bunch of kids going, whoa, like that. And they're pointing and there is a rattlesnake just whoa. right amongst everybody. There's like a little bush there and it's sitting under there. And that rattle is going bonkers because it is so upset. And, and they were hanging around. Yeah, the kids I, I think I like, would run. My like nephew is over there and he's got his phone out and he's like filming it. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, Charlie, what are you doing? And he's like, dude, look, it's a. And I'm like, well, but still, it's a rattlesnake. He's like, yeah, whatever. And I'm like, well, then get good film footage. Gonna do it. <laughs> and so oh my the staff, like, like, I grew up around this. Like, it was, we would see snakes like that. Not frequently, but one or two a summer, probably you'd run into them, and then we'd be out playing in the you know wilderness. Or a rattlesnake? Yeah, oh yeah, just all the time. They're you'd just see like it out there. common rattle. That's like a common thing. That and scorpions. You'd find scorpions in your house all wow. the time. Like not not all the time, not like every Tuesday or whatever, but like it was not uncommon to find centipedes, scorpions, and rattlesnakes just amongst us. Black widows. New Mexico is effectively the Australia of. The U.S. like yeah. it's just everything can kill you there. Anyway, yeah. um, so this rattlesnake's super pissed, and the staff from this place just come over, and they've got the snake grabber things, like where you like pinch them on the neck so that way they can't like do anything, they can't bite you, and you hold them down. Uh. They just happen to have a couple of those, and they come over there like, okay, you get there, and they're like, I'm like, I'll just go underwater. And wait, snakes can swim. Can they dive? Can snakes dive? Like, I'll just stay underwater as long as I can. And come up for air in this. Like, my plans are ridiculous. They're over there being like. And then, like, pinning him down, and he's like super mad. And then another one gets it, and they grab him kind of like in a twisty thing. And then someone has a bucket, and they throw him into the bucket. And the guy's like, I don't have a lid. What do we do? <laughs> Eventually, someone finds a lid, and they use the pinchers to put it on there. And then they like take it out. They, they like walk away unbothered. And I'm like, Does this happen all the time to the guy when I see him later? He's like, No, it's my first time. And I was like, You have all the tools. That was the first time you've done that? Yeah, yeah. You know, they're around, but we don't ever have, they don't ever come to the pool. Terrifying. <laughs> Whoa! So yeah, yeah the garden, garden snakes and stuff like that are adorable. But I grew up around like yeah, a rattler. I think that can kill you. Oh, for sure, they can definitely yeah. kill you if you don't get the antivenom. It can be very, very bad for you. Not like black mamba bad, but like very bad. Yeah, I yeah, terrifying. Know. Like just, I remember as a kid running through the desert. Just that's just what we did. You just did that there. It was like the forest here. There was the desert, and running and seeing something and jumping, and it was a coiled rattlesnake that I just jumped right over, just instinctively, as it was like super mad at me as I was running by it. Whoa! And you get like you know 15 feet away, and like panic sets in at that point. You're like, I was almost lunch. You jumped over it. Yeah, just or? like I, I thought it was just like a you know just like some trash or whatever. You just like jump, and then I was like, oh, it's that slow <sighs> matrix moment. Like, oh yeah. no, as that second stretches into a minute. Yeah, like yeah. just terrifying. Wow, that's like one of the, a vivid memory for me from my childhood. But yeah, that's like I don't know what the what's the big killer in the Seattle area. Like, there's no like 
bears, I guess, is the... I guess. Don't we have some grizzly bears? I don't think we have grizzly bears. Grizzlies are on the rebound. Maybe brown bears. What? Uh, brown, I think black bears are the ones. Grizzlies, they're being reintroduced up north. Yeah. It's a whole thing. I like interviewed some guy from some conservation thing about how they're trying to reintroduce the grizzly because the population was so decimated by hunting and people being afraid. And I mean, rightfully so. I have a friend that got eaten by a bear. Oh, my God. You do? Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that another time. Though. Oh, I don't want to. <laughs> like, bears are like awesome, but like also terrifying. Yeah. So I had one get into my car once. I wasn't in the car. but What? Yeah. Yeah, I was camping, and the uh, so I had rented a convertible, and I was parked at a it was car camping site yeah. in California, and right around Mount Whitney, and I had parked and I was set up my tent, and the ranger came over and he said, uh, "You gonna leave the top down tonight?" <laughs> and I said, "What do you mean leave the top down? You know the car's all locked up and everything." And he was like, "You should leave the top down," and I said, "Why?" And he said, "Well." If the bears come through, and they usually do, they'll go in. So if Holy you leave the cow. top, if you leave the top down, they won't wreck your top. <clears throat> what? And so, so I left the top down. Sure enough, in the middle of the night, I hear smash like a plate glass window smashing. And I had an ice axe with me, so I'm in my tent, trembling, clutching this ice axe, going, "Oh my God! I don't want to look outside." I hear a smash, and it—I swear it was like right next to my tent. Oh my god. And so I I was so scared I did not unzip my tent. I was just hugging my ice axe and I was and I was laying there in my sleeping bag and I just said, "Okay, well, I might wake up dead, but or I wouldn't wake <laughs> yeah, right, up." Exactly. I might be dead in the morning, but uh eventually I was just so tired I fell back asleep. In the morning, I got out of my tent and saw some commotion at the next campsite, which was 20 feet away. I walked over there. The door of an SUV had been folded in half by a bear. It just stuck its claws in the top and folded it down. Oh my God. And went into the SUV. My car had bear footprints all through the tent. My car, which was which was five feet from my tent, had bear foot paw prints all through the car. And more than butterfingers. <laughs> but yeah, but no, no damage because the because the top was down. <laughs> Thank you, Ranger. <laughs> I'd look up Mount Whitney, and I love that it's kind of by Yosemite, and that's a I want to go go see that. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it was <laughs> that's what I took away from that story. Is like I want to go to Mount Whitney. <laughs> <laughs> just put your food in a bear can. Okay, deal. That's amazing. All right, just minutes away. We'll uh, wrap this thing up with talk of what you would do or which cable you would choose to replace all of the cables in your house if you could just have just one. But first, it's why we're all left. Oh, boy. There's always something every week that suggests that we're totally doomed and headed the wrong direction. Usually it is climate change. Sometimes it is COVID. But here we are with something a little different. It's probably climate change still, but 30% of the world's koalas have disappeared since 2018. I presume they reboarded their koala ship and flew back to Koala Planet with all the eucalyptus that they harvested to try and sell it back to their people at home. Like, yo, you gotta try this. First hits for free. Um, Turns out they actually, I think, just died. Australia had that awful, awful fire that lasted forever and burned so much of it and killed like a billion or two billion animals or something like that. It turns out that they killed... Up to a quarter of the koala population. That and increasing heat means that we are way down on koala bears, and that totally sucks. I feel like we're responsible for that a little bit. Yeah, and it probably wrecked their uh, chances of, of repopulating, probably took away all the, all the woods where they lived. 
Then you think about it, and like this is where I have um, this is a tough ethics problem because we spend a lot of time as humans being like, well, we gotta save the koalas, and we the complexities of ecosystem you can't just like plant new koala habitat it has to evolve with all of the appropriate koala specific things the bugs that eat their poops and their um and their food and then the all the other animals and insects and everything else that help make that environment suitable for the koala it's like if you go to a lake and there's an invasive species in there and you I know someone that does this, they electrocute the lake and then the fish all float up to the top and then they kill the invasive species. And then after a few minutes, the fish wake up and they go back to swimming, um, the ones that you want there. And I'm like, well, who are you to say that that's what you should do? I understand the consequences of it, but is it too late once it has happened? But then I look at the murder hornets up north and like you definitely don't want those to get a foothold and kill all the honeybees. The murder hornets, they find the honeybees, they decapitate the honeybees and then they take over the hive. And then honeybees are major pollinators. So then we don't have crops anymore. But like it's such a tough place to be that you're like, do we try and rehabitate the koalas or do you let them go? Right. Are we interfering just to save ourselves? Is that the natural course of events? Are the is it the killer bees' uh, time? You know, or the more murder hornets? Uh, you know, is it their yeah. time in the sun? And we we're just fighting something. We may be doing the unnatural act of of stopping them. And so, the, it, like, I fight with this all the time because when people are like, "We have to save the whatever," I'm like. You should keep in mind that you have to save it for the way you like it. The earth does not care. The earth, like, if we, it would take a lot for us to actually damage the planet to the point where it didn't exist anymore. But, like, yeah, you want to save the planet for how we like it so we can thrive. Right. But ultimately, like, it doesn't matter. Like, Venus is not, to our knowledge, upset that the greenhouse effect took place so bad that there's no longer animals on it, if there ever were or whatever. Like, that, that life can't be sustained there. Like, the Earth is not going to be mad. Like, it's not a, a sentient entity that we know of that's like, oh, no, the humans are going to go away. I once heard it called, like, aliens fly up and they see a rock, maybe some water on it. They're like, okay, nothing interesting. And then they come back later, and it's a billion years later. Oh, look, it's peopling. Like it's a like it's a tree blossoming and growing apples, instead it's the earth and it's peopling. Oh, what are we going to do next? Oh, it's murder hornets now. Oh, how interesting. Right. Okay, see you later, zoo called Earth or Planet Three and the whatever soul solar system. It's just the natural course of things. Like yeah, we, yeah, we're we're rarely saving the earth when we're talking about save the earth. We're saving our own butts, you know. Yeah. Like uh, hey, I'm into because I also would like to be saved. So. Right. So. I have a butt that would like to be saved. Yeah. <laughs> but. <laughs> so that sucks. I really feel bad for the koalas. I, to be clear, I don't want them to go away, and I would, I would actually like to interfere and save them. Hopefully. Yeah. But uh, what are the consequences of that? Of course, though, when we talk about something sad and terrible, we got to find something positive as well. And let's go to a corporation, shall we? <laughs> McDonald's is moving away from plastic toys and their Happy Meals and looking to replace them with something more sustainable. <laughs> now, McDonald's, a um, just to be clear, McDonald's spends money on our stations. And so I, like, I don't want to get any hot water by being critical of McDonald's or about uh, sounding like I'm team mcdonald's either i'm just trying to report something and talk about it so just put my hands up now to 
acknowledge that that's um, that we're aware of the of the relationship that we have business wise. I think it is pretty cool to move, make a move like that. They found a way to like mass produce food and and figure out how to like feed us all the same product at stores across the world, right? I think that's pretty interesting. But they also generate a ton of waste in the pro- process. So to move away from plastic toys to something that is more sustainable, I think it's pretty cool to be able to do that. I don't know what that'll look like or if they'll use like a bioplastic or if they'll just have kids fold paper into awesome things or whatever Origami. it is. Yeah, 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 I don't know what that looks like. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, yeah, of course of course, it's a win if they're producing these things anyway. Just like when you go to the – I love it when I go to a fast food place nowadays and it's all paper. Or I, I did that just the other day and I was surprised that I picked up the food. I'm trying to think of what the heck – was it Taco Time? Because I love Taco Time. It. I know that they're one of the best. Yeah. But, but uh, it, no, it wasn't Taco Time. It was something else. But everything came in in very recycled paper, and I just thought, oh, that's fantastic. I don't feel bad about chucking this. Like, yeah, absolutely. It's because turn to mush in a week. I get takeout all the time from like the pho place by my house, and I'm throwing away 71 pounds of plastic every time, and I'm like, oh my god, this is so bad. Uh, yeah, terrible. But there's ways to do it that are better. So yeah, uh, definitely. Kudos to restaurants that figure that out and start doing it at a little higher cost. Yeah, absolutely. All right, drum roll, please. I don't have a drum roll ready. Maybe I can find one and we'll insert it here. There we go. <laughs> the big question of the week, if you could choose one cable to power all the devices, which would you choose? I say that because the European Union has proposed mandatory USB-C plugs for all devices. Even if you don't know what that one is, if it goes through, can you imagine not having to have different chargers for different phones, tablets, laptops, everything? Like, what if the one that you had at home would just work? Or the 17 that you have at home, you could just have five of the same or something like that. What is the cable that maybe you would want to use or have the most of? Or do you even care? I like I honestly when I saw the USB C I was kind of like got excited because I like the USB uh, plug even though the USB C plug even though the USB C plug it kind of collects lint just like a belly button and uh, they stop working after a while and you have to clean with a toothpick you have to go in there and clean it out I learned just recently because my phone <laughs> just put plugging from, it into your belly button too much right <laughs> stop keeping it there uh, but yeah I like the USB C how about you. So I am a big fan of USB-C, and I looked up some of the things that it's used in because all I could think of really was my I have a MacBook, and it uses it, and it's nice, and there's four ports on it, and it can either charge or do data or whatever. There's like It's very versatile, the fact that they introduced it and that you have to have all these – Apple sells all these adapters independently sucks. It makes me crazy. Yeah. But I, I really like it. The one downside is, is that it works a little too well. And so if you trip on the cord, which I notoriously will do or have a toddler do, it doesn't pop out as fast as I want to. There used to be uh. magnets that would hook on there. So if you bumped into it, it would fall out. And that might be annoying that like you didn't realize that your computer wasn't plugged in for a few minutes, but then you just it would just click right on. But it would give at the slightest pressure, at just yeah. the right amount of pressure. So a, um, it was safe and it would get yanked off the coffee table or whatever, which is big. USB-C, not as good about that. But it's definitely like um, other ones that have it. I know that uh, Android devices are starting to use it. The Nintendo Switch has it. And so it's becoming kind of the standard. And that means that I can plug my 
my father-in-law brought his phone over. He's like, hey, can I get a charge? I was like, oh, USB-C. I literally unplugged my laptop and plugged it into his, and it just took right over. That's good, fe- that's good feedback for you engineers listening. The USB-C shouldn't click in. It should magnet in. Yeah. It, uh, why, how, how come we can't do that? Let's, yeah. let's do that. If it magneted in, it would be the ideal, other than the lint problem, it would be the ideal, uh, and maybe I'm just storing it in the wrong place. I don't know. But uh, it would be the ideal plug, I think, because you, can, cause you, you can't stick it in wrong. I like, I like that, that you can't turn it in. You know, it's always, whether you turn it, stick it in upside down or right yeah. side up, it's fine. Absolutely. Yeah. Love that. And what did we learn this week? After all, this is a heady show. I want to know what it is you picked up this week. I just learned that you can't stick it in wrong. <laughs> and get a charge out of it. Uh, I learned a lot about koalas and <laughs> snakes. I learned that Kanan has a butt that he wants saved. <laughs> I do have one of those. So I've managed to keep it saved for a while. What else? Anything else? That... Oh, I, I didn't know that we didn't know the age of lobsters. Yeah. And we still don't. I, guess. I didn't know that about lobsters. I knew it about turtles. One side, I, one side note about the lobsters is that they try to measure the rings on the eye stalks that stick out. Whoa! Like they're trying to ring date a tree. I don't think it works quite as accurately, but it is one way of establishing that. Because I guess they molt, lose their shells, and there's a ring left on the eye stalk. Wow. Yeah, gross. That is a funny looking creature. Oh, look up the mantis shrimp next. I don't mean to be, you know. Appearance focused, but <laughs> sorry to the lobster, uh, the lobster board. But. <laughs> On Planet Claw. <laughs> Can I thank you? Thank you. It's fun. Nerd talk, nerd talk, talking about nerd talk. Yeah. Join us every Tuesday at 10 a.m. You never know who you're gonna get. You'll get me and someone else. Maybe sometimes it's just a dolphin noise. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.
parts. <laughs> <laughs>